No Garrett Cole, no problem. The Twins open a series at Target Field with the Yankees starting today, and they've fared far better at home than in the Bronx in recent seasons. Can the Twins atone for last week's semi-disappointing split? Can they wash the stink off from the just-finished National Series? All this and more will be answered on today's episode. So sit back, buckle up, because Locked On Twins starts now. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hey, what do you say? Thanks for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. And of course, we're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Quickly, we will get past the housekeeping stuff. If you wish, you should be active in the comments, especially on YouTube. We'd love to chat with you. We've gotten a lot of fun stuff. People talking about how they feel about the manager, how they feel about the offense, And not always positive, but it doesn't have to always be positive either. As a reminder, too, um, if you have questions you want answered on the show, as we have an entire segment dedicated to how fans are feeling coming off this national series, uh, feel free to send them via Twitter at LockedOnMin, at at LockedOnTwins, or at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. And, too, don't forget to check out the LockedOnTwins breathless post-game minute as soon as we can after the game. We're going to do some of those before games too, see how the reaction is. We'll break down the lineup, kind of what we expect to see, and all that sort of thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own franchise, this is your opportunity. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in your app store, no matter what phone you use. Um, our listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on in all caps, all one word. So again, if you've ever dreamt of becoming an MLB GM, this game is for you. Just go to ultimate pro baseball GM, excuse me, ultimate baseball GM.com or look it up in your app store. And then all caps locked on for that free boost. And coming up this evening, Monday night at 6 40 PM, It's Sonny Gray versus Johnny Brito. It's the Yankees at Target Field. And we'll see if the Twins can knock around Brito like they did last time out with seven earned runs in two-thirds of an inning. If you want to catch every single pitch of that game, you can hang out with Corey and Danny on SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search for Twins. All right, let's dive right in. We are talking about, well... The National Series, which uh, to call it frustrating would probably be underselling it pretty significantly. Dropping the first two only to win the third against Patrick Corbin, but not exactly blow him up. Um, Getting shut down by Chad Cool, certainly not cool, uh, pun intended, I guess. Uh, Pablo Lopez struggles. The weather in this whole series was a factor, but Twins give up 15 hits and a 10-4 loss. Simeon Woods-Richardson kind of soaks it up four and two-thirds innings, 97 pitches, and then gets sent back to AAA for his reward. But uh, gutsy effort for Simeon Woods-Richardson in saving the bullpen, which, you know, not necessarily as important in that rest of the series, but 
with the Yankees coming up, the Twins are going to want to be in tip-top shape in their bullpen. Um, yeah, so getting shut down by Chad Cool, not ideal. He only throws three and two-thirds innings of one-run ball, uh, walks all over the place. But his ERA after the game, 7-3-6. This is the kind of guy the Twins should have jumped all over instead of getting one earned run. Twins, two for nine with runners in scoring position. Nationals, six for 19. So more about opportunities for Nationals, the Nationals than anything. Um, but again, Twins just not coming through in the spots they need to against pitchers that they really should dominate. Um, second, or excuse me, final game of the series, Twins do just enough against Patrick Corbin to um, to grab the win. Bailey Ober, very good in a spot start. We don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. I know Kenta Maeda is tentatively penciled in to pitch in the Yankees series, but Ober, um, you know, early on, he gave up a run in the first inning, got into a little bit of trouble, but navigated out of it. And then the rest of the way was solid before handing it over to Thielbar, Jorge Lopez, and Juwan Duran to close it out. Um, it's always funny how we perceive series. So the Twins, when they play the Yankees, won the first two, lost the last two. And like, I feel like that's a lot more negative of an outcome than win, lose, win, lose, or lose, win, lose, win, or lose, lose, win, win. Um, I just feel like maybe as uh, as fans, we kind of hone in too much on that last game because certainly it's positive for the Twins to be coming out of a win against the Nationals, but to only get three earned runs against Patrick Corbin, whose ERA sits at 588. Um, you know, he's he's widely considered one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball and on the one of the worst starting pitcher contracts in the game, you know, 100 plus million dollars over a long-term deal. Um, again, this offense just scuffling a bit too much for my taste. Uh, with Ober, there's been some people online, Twitter, whatever, talking about maybe putting Ken to my ADA out in the bullpen. I'm not sure how I feel about that because coming off Tommy John, yes, yeah, certainly it's it's difficult to be a starter, but it's difficult to be a reliever too. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about an inconsistent workload. It's a guy coming off TJ in his mid-30s, so it's not exactly as though you are dealing with a young pup here. And I, I know he's worked in the pen. I know that he worked – in the bullpen with success in the playoffs with the Dodgers, but it was also the point of contention that got him out of Los Angeles in the first place. I just, uh, I'm not sure if it's the right fit. If it is, if the twins deem it to be, and they feel as though um, th that Kenta can handle that durability wise, then I guess it is what it is. And I think Bailey Ober deserves a shot to be up here. But one thing I would consider too is Simeon Woods Richardson in a relief role. So it's pretty obvious the Twins don't trust Emilio Pagan, and for good reason. He's just not very good right now. Um, they really don't know what they have in Brent Hedrick yet in the sense that they're not going to throw him into any sort of big situation unless it, the situation really dictates that they need him in there. Um, so I think it makes more sense to bring up SWR and give him a shot in mid -re middle relief because there's no real... To me, it's more valuable for him to throw 50 to 60 innings the rest of the way in the big league relief role than it is 100 and let's say 20 innings at AAA as a starter. You know, he's 22. He has plenty of, uh, or he's got, he's got ample experience in the upper levels, but I'd like to see what he can do against big league hitters and short bursts, learn the league in that way, stretch him back out, 
next season, uh, you know, when the rotation is going to probably look a lot more bare with, you know, a few of these guys up for free agency, including Kenta Maeda. I, I just think having Woods Richardson start at AAA is just a, it's a less valuable thing than having him in the big leagues. And it could help them with their, you know, their, their early bullpen issues. Um, certainly they have other options as well. Uh, Jorge Alcala struggling, not ideal. Um, we'll see if his fastball comes back all the way, but he, he missed most of a year and the twins kind of feel like they're really force feeding him back into the big leagues. Um, he's been sent back now, but I, I just think expecting much out of Alcala early this season was probably going to be foolish. Um, if not Simeon Woods Richardson, I think the alternative is probably Josh Winder, who I also think is a great fit in that relief role. But I would like to see a youngster who is a big league caliber pitcher that just there's no room for them in the rotation right now get a shot in middle relief just to kind of beef up this bullpen. I, I like the back end. I like the back four, but I would really like to see another guy or two that you can trust in the, let's say, the sixth inning if a starter uh, goes five and dive early or racks up a pitch count of, uh, you know, 98 pitches in five innings. I, I would just like to see that they don't have to go one, two, three, four, right down the line with Theobard, Jacks, Lopez, and Duran. They just need that, that one more guy they can, they can trust. So um, I think I would try one of those kids. Louis Varland apparently hit like 98 last time out. And so he could be a, an asset in the bullpen too. I would like to see that though, as a, uh, something they try, maybe not necessarily right now, but in the semi-near future. A lot of people talking, too, about Alex Kirilov coming up to play for the Twins. Um, he's been killing everything at AAA, but he's only played back-to-back games twice, once with the Muscles in Fort Myers and once with the Saints. And he said lots of days off to this point, he's obviously hitting everything in sight, but you got to make sure he's okay. You know, he's, he's walking more than he's striking out. He's doing everything you want but it sounds as though the twins are more inclined to send him or keep him in St. Paul. And um, I mean, the alternative is, do you DFA Nick Gordon? Do you send down Willie Castro? You know, what's the, what's the option there? Um, Both of those guys can play short and Kirloff can't. So that makes it kind of difficult. I think more what it'll come down to is if Trevor Larnick doesn't turn things around here in a fairly near term in, in, in the near term, that might be the move. So, um, and again, too, it just kind of comes down to if you think you have too many guys healthy to help you, that always seems to work itself out. So I'm not spending too much time fretting about it, but he could definitely help this team right now. So I'm hopeful that in some way, shape, or form, some form or fashion, that Kirilov is up fairly soon. I think this offense, too, is struggling. Um, they're kind of all out of whack with what they're swinging at, which is – um, you know, too many strikeouts, they're like 25.6%, something like that, 26%, um, well above league average, top quarter of the league for sure. Um, and two, I think it's they're taking fastballs and swinging at off speed and breaking pitches out of the strike zone. Um, the one that comes to mind to me is Carlos Correa taking two fastballs, 3031, and then swinging at a slider out of the zone, 32. And you know, just what are you prepared for, 3031? And why aren't you pulling the trigger? Now, if you fall it off, that's one thing. But watching those pitches to me, tracking those pitches, I just, I don't know if I see as much value in that. Um, 
but they're still hitting the ball in the air. They're sixth in line drive rate, sixth in launch angle. So the process seems to be, <coughs> excuse me, um, fairly decent. Also see two people advocating a wanting a lot more stolen bases. Uh, I don't really see it. Michael A. Taylor has their only stolen base this year. And if you look at this roster, it's not really conducive to stolen bases, um, even with the bases being three inches thicker than before, as the, the commercial on Valley Sports so famously says. Um, Fangraphs does this thing called speed score, and the Twins are a 2.9. That's second to last in MLB ahead of the Rockies. So this is not a team built on speed. And so you can lament all you want that you want this team to uh, run more, but it's just not there. I mean, you could have Byron Buxton run more. I probably wouldn't argue that too much, but again, you know, they're really trying hard to keep him healthy so far, mostly so good. I mean, I guess I would say so far so good because the primary issue was him um, running into Lenin Sosa or Lenin Sosa and he didn't miss a game. So um, I don't know. I, I would be okay with Buxton running a little more, but other than that, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. They don't have a lot of guys who are going to steal bases. Um, Rocco wins his 300th game on Sunday and, you know, naturally a lot of uh, detractors to that. Um, but cool to see that he's uh, he's hung around long enough to win 300 games. And, yeah, um, let's, let's take a quick pause. We'll talk about Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Um, you know, we've been, we've been pushing this game for quite a while, but uh, we're competing with all other Locked On MLB hosts. Amazon gift card prizes, $650, $250, and $100. Uh, absolutely phenomenal game to play. If you want to pretend, manage your own franchise, again, it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. You hire coaches, staff, you manage your finances, scout and draft players, injuries, personalities, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's challenging, realistic, and it's completely playable offline and free. So you can play on the go as often as you'd like. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, as you wish when you're on the go. So a lot of fun stuff. And again, you get a free 100% boost to your franchise just by using the code locked on, all caps, one word. And um, yeah, 100% boost, which is a nice little stepping stone out of the uh, out of the gates when you get your franchise started. So if you like other games like this, whether it's MLB The Show, Out of the Park Baseball, all that fun stuff, um, I would highly recommend checking this out. Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. You can find it at probaseballgm.com or in your app store. All right, let's keep it moving. <clears throat> I am so sorry. I got a tickle in my throat today. The questions that you guys submitted, and it's it's always fun to have you guys submit questions because uh, you guys are a valuable part of Locked On Twins Nation, we could call it. Um but it's also, too, just a fun way to maybe have answer questions that um, I might not have otherwise thought of. So let's just jump right into it. Ben Antal, good personal friend, says, I get that Buxton is recovering from off-season surgery, but it's a little silly having to watch Willie Castro struggle out there. Any chance they'll get Buxton back out there soon? Um, you know, I'm going to write something about this on Access Twins, but honestly, I don't think it's it's an imminent return. It certainly isn't great to have Willie Castro out there. 
<clears throat> he has played left field actually outside of that jumping catch yesterday pretty poorly at target field only not only as a twin but he had a play last year too that he absolutely botched and um he just he's not a good fit in the outfield not really a good fit at shortstop either but you know he can kind of stand at those two positions i would say we're at least a month or three weeks away from buxton getting back out there but that's just me kind of spitballing (coughs) again i'm so sorry um, yes, I don't think we're anywhere super close to getting Buxton back out there, but I agree with the idea that they should get him back out there. Um, you know, cause I'm just not sure it's, it's that much of an, uh, injury avoidance compared to just hitting and running the bases. Jacob Tobin asks, what would be a successful week for the twins against the Yankees and the Royals? Cleveland, meanwhile, has Colorado and Boston. So it's seven games. Three at home against the Yankees, four at home against the Royals. And I keep coming back to four and three, which doesn't feel that great. But I think you really got to take three of four from the Royals. And I think if you can take at least one of three from the Yankees, it's at least something. Five and two would be ideal. Two of three from the Yankees, three of four from the Royals. But I feel like that's asking for quite a bit. Also, too, you know, I'm not really watching the standings as of yet. Uh, I'm more of a June 1st on kind of guy. So it's um, I'm not standings watching as much as I am just wanting to see as Dick Bramer and Bert used to say, you win series, two or three, three or four, two or four, even just splitting the four, and you're going to have a pretty successful season over the long haul. Aaron wants to know whose spot does Kirilov take when or if he comes up? Do you think they'll wait it out longer to avoid DFAing someone just for Kirilov to have more hand injury issues and be back on the injured list? I mean, they technically wouldn't have to DFA somebody unless it's Nick Gordon um, as far as out-of-options, guys. Because um, Kirilov is not on the 60. He's only on the 10-day. So he's still on the 40-man roster, which means they the only way they DFA is if if it's um, a guy who's out of options. And I think it's hard to say because we don't know where he's going to return in terms of you know where the rest of the roster is going to be, I would think Willie Castro would go down rather than DFAing Nick Gordon. But <coughs> excuse me, I uh, <clears throat> I can't say for sure. I think I think it would be Willie Castro. Um, but the tough decision is probably going to be when Kyle Farmer comes back, and I don't know how close he is. But um, that's probably when things start breathing down the neck of Nick Gordon, who's after just a dreadful start. You could also though. Maybe send back Trevor Larnick, who's not hitting all that well. Um, they've got some options. So I don't think of these things too much just because things change. You know, if you would have told me that Kyle Garlick and Matt Walner would have both been up by this point, I would have thought, oh, geez, here we go again with last year when it's really been more just, um, you know, Max Kepler and Joey Gallo getting dinged up. Not serious injuries, but you needed those temporary fill-ins. Kirilov's not healthy. And all that sort of stuff. Uh, who's up next? Um, Eddie <clears throat> says, who's an under-the-radar player in the Twins organization that if given the opportunity has this this season has a real, not just a guy on the roster potential? It's Brock Stewart. It, it's got to be Brock Stewart. And I, So I really like Brock Stewart coming up with the Dodgers back in uh, like 2018-2019. Um, had so as probably more 2017, I guess. Uh, solid numbers his rookie season 2016 is a 
fairly well-regarded prospect. And that was when the Twins were kind of shopping Brian Dozier to them. And I thought he'd have been a decent prospect to go and get. Uh, career ERA is 605. Has not pitched in the big league since 2019. <clears throat> but he's had arm issues. He has struck out everyone in sight at AAA so far. Uh, he has faced... Let's see if I can find the batter's face. He has faced 35 batters and struck out 17 of them. So about 48% or whatever. Uh, 17 strikeouts, two walks, and seven and or eight and two-thirds innings. Um, no homers allowed, couple earned runs. I just think if, uh, if his stuff ticks up in relief, and he's been working mostly the end of games. Uh, he's finished six games, a couple of saves. Um, I'd have to see what the stuff looks like as far as velo and all that, but I would I would love to see him get a shot, um, especially too because the Twins can pretty easily DFA Trevor McGill, who has been an absolute disaster for them this year. Um, McGill has a 13.03 ERA in nine and two thirds innings. He has 16 strikeouts. He has 13 walks and four homers allowed. So he's been getting absolutely tattooed. And so, as we said before, if someone claims him, that's fine. And if they don't claim him and he hangs around, that's fine too. Uh, he's just, he's been absolutely disastrous. So I think Brock Stewart is going to be that guy. But with that said, I, you know, obviously um, that remains to be seen as they kind of cycle through pitchers. Devlin Clark wants to know, what do you put on your ballpark hot dog? Uh I'll probably get killed for this, but ketchup, mustard, and either relish, or I was always a big fan of sauerkraut. Uh, I used to get, there was a, a huge hot dog at the Metrodome that was like a foot long, but also like the dome dog thickness. And it was like nine or $10. Like it was an actual filling meal for a guy like me at the ballpark. So that was my go-to back in the day. Um, now, yeah, ketchup, mustard, relish, or Sauerkraut probably lean toward relish, um, but I haven't been to the ballpark in a while, so I got to get back there. I'm trying to think about what other ones we want to answer. Oh, let's end with this one. <laughs> Ryan wants to know, hey, I hear there's a former batting champ in Miami who's crushing it. Why don't the Twins trade for him? Oh, we've taken a lot of uh, brow beating over that. <coughs> Again, sorry. Thank you. Um <clears throat> But I think you make that that Lopez for a rise trade all day, every day. I know Lopez struggled in the cool weather against the Nationals. Uh, obviously, a team he's, well, as, as familiar as you can be with this Nationals roster because he played in the NL East, but this Nationals roster is basically a glorified AAA team. Um, and I take, I take no excitement in saying that. They're just, they're bad. They're very bad, um, which is all the more reason to be embarrassed that the Twins only won one of three. Um, I, you know, I think you do that trade all day long. Haven't checked up on Jose Salas or, uh, Byron Churio, but, um, Lopez has done enough and will continue to do enough that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, this, this trade should be, uh, maybe not necessarily a coup, but a good, a good get for the twins. The, their infield is about to get real crowded. Brooks Lee has been just crushing it. Um, Royce Lewis is coming back. So, they traded from a position of strength, even if it didn't immediately feel like a position of strength once Jorge Polanco went down or rather didn't come back right away. So <clears throat> I think I think everything is going to be uh, fine on the, the Louis Arise side. And good for the Marlins. They've been getting a lot of production on him. They're a fun young team 
they can't play any defense, but uh, they're a lot of fun. So, all right, let's uh, let's transition to the last portion of the show. Before we do that, thanks for making us your first listen every day. If you are an everydayer, make sure you check out the show thir- Thursday. What am I talking about? Tuesday. Um, we'll break down the first game of the Yankees series, kind of look at what's to come. Twins facing three of the four pitchers they faced in the series last week. Um, twins shaking it up a little bit as putting an over in the rotation shakes it up just a little. So, um, you know, Joe Ryan faced Johnny Brito last time, and it's going to be sunny gray this time. Um, <clears throat> that's um, that's tonight, 6.40 p.m. Uh, see if the Twins can jump all over Brito again. You can catch every pitch of the Twins hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Hang out with Corey and Danny and search Twins on the app, and you'll find that channel for the hometown broadcast. Highly, highly recommended. All right. Well, th- there's a couple things here I really want to talk to you about before we move into the final segment. Um, BetterHelp is a new sponsor, someone we're talking with. Um, it is um, basically, it's, uh, it's you can talk to somebody. There's, there's strength in admitting that you are uh, needing to speak to someone, needing someone to talk to um you know i've i've talked to therapists well specifically one here recently and sometimes you you know you think it might just be words you think it might just be oh i'm I'm just saying things but they can give you a different perspective on how to deal with your everyday life and again no shame in knowing that you need to get a little help and that's where better help comes in you can um it's therapy it's uh, you talk with a licensed therapist they take you on that journey. You can um, you can text them. You get to do it all from the um, the place of your home. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, talk to BetterHelp. Give them a try. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible. It works within your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a questionnaire. They'll match you with a therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So you go to BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB and get 10% off your first month. So go talk to somebody if, if you're feeling some things and need to sort them out. This I couldn't recommend it more. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on MLB. And another sponsor that we have been working with for a very long time is Built Bar. And guys, I can't emphasize enough how good these are. If you're looking for a delicious snack, you don't want all that sugar and junk that's in the candy bars. Um, Built Bars, they're ready to go. They're covered in dark chocolate. You've got amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. Taste amazing. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. So just like your protein bars, no sugar. Dark chocolate. I mean, you can't get any better. You can get them at Sam's Club. They have 13-pack boxes. Uh, or you can get a 4-pack in um, Walmart or a pharmacy uh, in the pharmacy section at Walmart. There's all kinds of them. They're, they're not only healthy, but they just taste absolutely incredible. You, you've got to try them. Um, and you don't have to wait to get a box. So you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club, or you can order them online, built.com. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, I cannot emphasize enough, though, that you need to get out and try these Built Bars because they are absolutely terrific. Now, let's come down the home stretch. Um the pitching matchups for this series, Sonny Gray and Johnny Brito, Joe Ryan and Nestor Cortez, and Kenta Maeda against that doggone 
Rosin using Domingo Herman in the final game of the series. Uh, it'll be curious to see how the Twins fare facing starting pitchers in such close proximity because it's um you know each of them have made one start since. <clears throat> Excuse me again, Johnny Brito. Uh, wasn't as bad against the Twins last time out against the Angels, but still only went four and a third with an earned run, three strikeouts, three walks. So didn't go deep into the game. The onus will be on the Twins to get him out early. Uh, twins are seven and eight at home against the Yankees since 2017, four and 18 at Yankee Stadium. So, and two of those wins came this year. Um, so yeah, coming back to target field, you you feel like they have a better shot. There's just something about that environment in the Bronx that just makes you uh, uncomfortable as a Twins fan, but uncomfortable, I think, as a, a Twins player. Uh, Yankees 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So they're not lighting the world on fire, but, um, you know, they did take two of four from the Twins. Uh, they have a plus 21 run differential. So when you look at the AL East, four of the five teams have a plus run differential. The Blue Jays are the only negative, and they're minus four. Over to the AL Central side, and the Twins are the only team positive at plus 12. So if the Twins were in the AL East, uh, they'd be seven games out of first place behind the, the surging Tampa Bay Rays. The Yankees themselves, six games out. They are 13-9. Twins are 12-10. and 10. So very similar starts for these two teams. Um, personally, I don't look at the standings until June. So uh, I'm not really worried about how far out or how far up a team is. Um, but this central has been absolutely dreadful. <clears throat> um, the division is a combined 42 and 66. I'll say it again, 42 and 66. It's a 389 winning percentage. The NL West is the next worst division at 50 and 64, a 439 winning percentage. So literally 50 points difference in winning percentage. Um, Thursday through Saturday last week, the AL Central was a combined 1-10. and 10. Kansas City got the only win over that stretch, and it was on Saturday. Uh, it went over the Angels. And I had a friend text me who said that there was a stretch where the AL Central lost 12 straight games. Um, the, the math on that gets kind of tricky because um, <clears throat> when games end, when games start, so on and so forth. Uh, the math is tricky on saying a te the teams are 0 for 12 over a span when you maybe count a team's game on one day and not a team's game on another. And nevertheless, I went in, did went under the hood and one in 10 over a two game span, a couple of double headers in there that were swept. Um, it, we call it the AL mid division for a reason because it's just been ugly. Like I said, one team with a positive run differential it's, it's your minnesota twins um so we'll see if they can jump all over johnny brito uh like they probably not like they did uh last time they faced him uh that was one of five times since 2000 that a yankees starting pitcher allowed seven plus runs in a first inning and it's kind of a fun list too because i looked it up there was like phil hughes masahiro tanaka nathan Avaldi, and then el duque orlando hernandez back in 2000 so Johnny Brito on the side of infamy, which um, obviously you don't like to see if you're a Yankees fan. But if you're a Yankees fan, you are probably not listening to us. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Thank you for stopping by. If you are an everydayer, well, first of all, we thank you for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. If you're an everyday, everydayer, easy for me to say, 
Uh, come hang out tomorrow. We'll talk about this first game of the Yankee series. We'll have a breathless pre and post game minute today. Once the lineups come out and uh, you know, we'll just have a lot of fun with you. And other than that, make sure you're following at locked on twins at locked on M I N for Minnesota. And of course me at Brandon underscore W A R N E subscribe on YouTube. Give us a like a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you like the show, tell others, if you don't tell me and I will do my best to make it better. Uh, that's all we got for you, though. This is Brandon Warren signing off saying thank you so much, and don't forget to stop by tomorrow.